podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hi everyone, hope you're well. I'm back very quickly this week given the swift turnaround in game weeks and a bit of a faltering week for me yet again. Um, there was a little, bit of a, a little bit of a sweetener at the very end, which we'll get onto in just a moment. I'm pretty tired in the third week of fatherhood as well. So in some ways, not doing the full fat pod has been a bit of a blessing these last couple of pods, especially now as I've gone back to work after my paternity leave has ended. Of course you'll know, but we are who got the assist, or in this case, I am yet again. Uh, I am Tom, and I'm, and you can find me on Twitter on the main account, at WGCA underscore FPL. Lucy, my usual co-host, she is at Lucy Hynett with two Ts. Today, just a few updates on how I've gotten on, really, and just kind of the general ramble. I'm recording on the evening of Thursday, the 4th of May, just after full-time in the Brighton United game. Just to kick us off, let's look at the market forces this week, and it looks to be basically people setting up for the next few weeks so Callum Wilson after that hot goal scoring run is now garnering a lot of attention 121,000 transfer for him at the time of recording Watkins Tony are the two kind of full guys to bring Wilson in 80,000 71,000 sales for both of them respectively Rashford from brought in my 99,000 managers people just trying to catch up and make sure they've got that covered I guess uh, Saka 75,000 transfers out and Andreas 75,000 transfers out it uh, looks like Andreas is out for the rest of the season unfortunately for him uh, the main sales there oh and Marcelli as well 68,000 sales for him and elsewhere Estepinian been brought in by 76,000 after his assist the other day and Odegaard and Ty- and John Stones uh, take make up the top five transfers in Odegaard 71k and Stones 58k I also saw that Tyrone Mings I think he's sit for most transfers in the moment just over 50,000 transfers in and this it was an interesting one to note really because that was a late showing of the yearly Yannick Vestergaard effect something that I've dubbed I guess but basically every season right there's one defender in the last two or three seasons there has been uh, Yannick Vestergaard before I went to Leicester and uh, there's always one, this one defender at a certain price point who grabbed a lot of points at some point in the season and therefore becomes a top buy for loads of people because loads of people's transfer decisions, the process comes down to who has scored the most points. And with Gabriel's injury, I think he's got 50,000 sales now. And also likes of me and Saliba continuing to shed owners. I think that's pretty much what's going on there. So it's just one one that I kind of noted. And it's fun to just watch that behavior in action. Uh What's next? Just the mini league update. So I did manage to get a quick snapshot from live FPL before it. Well, you know what it's like at the end of the game week. So apologies, it isn't completely finished. But hey, here we go. In ten, but from twenty fifth, it's Peter Stead. Haven't dropped a clue. One hundred thirty one for Peter this week. In eighth, up from twenty fourth, it's no co no enough. Martin Janssen, one hundred twenty seven points for Martin this week. Oof. In eighth, a joint eighth, and up from tenth is Z eleven Zishan Bimani. 120 for him. And seventh down from third, Arav Menderata, 104 on this free hit. Arav, oh, that's really unfortunate. In sixth up from eighth, it's Jan Vakonja, Engi Sintar Graba, 116 points for him this week. In fifth and staying in fifth, it's Mikhail Nesvig, uh, Bingalona FC, 123 minus four. In fourth up from 14th, Sack of Potatoes, Alex Terry. Oh, I've seen Alex uh, in the round top 10 quite a lot this season. Well done, Alex. 131 points for him this week. In third up from Sip, it's Josiah, very dazedy in the Eternal Flame, another name that I've been mentioning quite a lot. 126 for Josiah this week. 
And there's a new leader at the top. Yes, Mark Bleatley's reign has ended just by four points this week. Just 110 minus four for Mark, I say just. But, you know, it was one of those weeks, unfortunately. Uh, he's been overtaken by Balaz Hakorsdi. I'm very sorry if I've mispronounced that. But Blazenberg, 117 points for him this week, minus four. Sold Grealish for Rashford, uh, brought in Trent and bought in Jota for Kane and White. So a bit of a mixed bag in terms of the transfers, but he's done just enough to usurp Mark, who's been on top of the league for as long as I can remember anyway. So very well done there indeed. And I'm very sorry for mangling your name. How have I got on this week? I've I got on okay-ish. It is a red arrow. It's my fifth red arrow in a row. 113 minus eight, uh, giving me 105 net down from 12, uh, 13k, sorry, uh, to 17k. Um, I mean, it, it was one which had its own kind of share of frustrations um, and also a kind of couple of good moments. Um, my main returners were Dunk, uh, Trent, uh, McAllister, last minute penalty. Wow, that, that kind of, I think I was kind of touching uh, the early 20Ks uh, before McAllister scored that penalty and nabbed all three bonus with it. A re really, really nice moment there. A Salah with the 18, Rashford with the 8, Mare. Holland ended up being a spy in my team, so 208% owned. I, I really did not anticipate the number of triple captaincies still in play. I think this was one of those really where you, I, I, you're so wrapped up in the FPL community and what they're doing. Even though I'm kind of uh, stepped away from Twitter a little bit, obviously I still keep an eye on it and see what's going on. And I just didn't realize how many people still have the triple captain still to play, especially from top 100k. So well done to those guys who have done all right, uh, best United at least uh, with the first two for Holland. Or what was that? What was that become? Oh, I don't know. Maths is beyond me. It's 48, isn't it? And Dom Solanke with an eight pointer, which is you know, massive value at his price. And yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, who I bought, obviously didn't play. So Sven Botman came off the bench with a very, very fortunate assist for the own goal. So yeah, it took me up to 113 overall, as I said, to 105 net. Uh, as I mentioned to Command State this week, and then that minus eight was Gabriel to dunk, which paid off, I guess. And Gabriel did get uh, did go off injured, so the, hence why he's being sold. Andreas to Rashford, which definitely paid off again, I guess. So eight points to one or two. Watkins to Greenwood. <laughs> well, I mean, Watkins blanked. And then there was the Saka to KDB. And for once, even though we beat Chelsea 3-1, I enjoyed the pure watch for Arsenal, but I was also mostly relieved to not see Bukayo score any points. A couple of things there from the last pod anyway. I let's go with Dunk in the end over Diaz. I was mentioning kind of potentially going for Diaz, but I went with Dunk because I felt after a few discussions with a few people um, that uh, my friend FPL Janino pointed out that he and Diaz basically do the same thing for the same price. They're both steady Eddie centre-backs, but Dunk had the all-conquering X-Mins. Of course, over at my old favourite, Estepinian, who's come away with 16 points. So I'm five points down on that. Um, but I think versus Wolves, he should have scored an absolute astronomical score. Two big chances missed, including that one-on-one. -on -one. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I kind of went there for, for the assuredness, I guess. But the KDB thing, yes, so I'm a little bit annoyed at myself about that. And of course, I laid out the reasons why I was going there in the last pod. A great differential going into this final period and things like that. But in hindsight, and I must underline, this is fully in hindsight. I'm aware, you know, it made sense and Pep did say all the players were fit. So yeah, I've been thoroughly pepped here. I'm still a little bit annoyed at myself that I went there. Uh, the reason being, I think, if I'm going to, being introspective 
is that this is the sort of move I would have made in the past few seasons when things haven't gone well, you know, when I've been desperately trying to fund differential to launch up the ranks rather than just making sensible calls and consolidating. And the, the irony as well, that this season on a couple of occasions, I've completely ignored the city roulette and that's kind of seen me do okay. But the, the irony that this is the week that I kind of gambled on a city player and it's kind of backfired. That that isn't lost on me at all. And uh, it's it's just an extra needle, really, because I sort of, you know, I believed perhaps that I'd left that kind of mistake in the past and hopefully evolved a little bit as a manager under Lucy's tutelage. I'm sure I should probably add here, <laughs> given how well I've I've done this year comparatively. But I guess it shows you can only be you're only human, and sometimes you do kind of make those sorts of moves you know thinking oh you know this could be a decent punt it could be a decent gamble but i, I wouldn't you know, characterize it as what you might call the regression narrative i'm not saying that i've reverted back to type and um, but maybe it's an important check as well just to remind me oh okay um if you do want to kind of end i don't know if, i think about 15 points at the top 10k at the moment so I mean, it's still doable um but it's maybe an important kind of moment for me to think hmm, okay these sorts of moves uh, when there is a little bit of risk attached, like De Bruyne was still flagged and Pep, I mean, placing a lot of trust in Pep was probably a bit silly. Um, it, maybe it's an important thing to just kind of check and make sure that um, my decision-making from now on is a bit more sort of rooted in reality. I, I suppose maybe there was a feeling that my season was stalling a bit. You know, I, I was on four reds in a row and it's now a five. And I guess I reflected in the pod last week that there was this, I had this sort of certain sense of weariness about how this season's fallen out and how formulaic all the transfers are for basically everyone now. And th- there's a variety of reasons behind that, which we've touched on ad nauseam, and maybe we'll kind of come back to at some point in the future, maybe the last pod of the season. But you know, it, it can be really frustrating um, when things don't go your way and you kind of either flail and make a decision that maybe, you know, if you think about it afterwards, again, in hindsight, um, maybe wasn't the optimal one. Um, or you can kind of start to do what I'm doing now a little bit and start to doubt your decisions going forward. Like, I, I stress again, there's a huge exercise in hindsight introspect- introspection. And I'm aware that I've been pet this week, but it's still interesting to think about because it's not just this week. It has been the last four or five weeks now where I've got that red arrow. And then maybe, you know, I should have been more relaxed with picking up a stable pick like Bruno or Grealish this week and been done with it because I'm potentially a transfer down now too because I've got a big KDB problem and I'm increasingly reliant on any leaks pre-presses to see what I do with him and other moves. So, you know, I'll be one of the thousands of people sat on Twitter at 1.25 p.m. on Saturday morning, hoping that the servers don't go down because I'm hoping for a leak from some shady character. Um, If I've got to make a move, I've got no hope, of course, that that's not going to be the case. I'm sure I'm going to kind of end up rolling by default, but hey, you know, that's just the nature of the situation I've found myself in, put myself in, but it is appropriate. So KDB was pictured back in training, uh, shared by the Man City Twitter account. And if he was back fit, I, I would assume he'd start against Leeds, actually. Um, over the last few years, one of the observations has been that Pep likes his players to get rhythm rather than go into games cold, especially the big games. So hopefully um, he'd play against Leeds. But then there's the same sort of question about what happens with Everton, et cetera, et cetera. But I do actually have Dunk on the bench for that 
because they've got a pretty crappy double Brighton. This is a Newcastle and Arsenal away. I don't know what order it is, but those two away. So I'd had had De Bruyne playing, but it might be that I just kind of keep him and bench him now. I've got a lot of team value. I've still got like one point nine million in the bank earmarked for Solanke, Wilson, or or Isaac. So you know, maybe I could do that. And um, but I guess you know, if if it does turn out that he's still not fit to play, I guess the obvious move kind of going back to the principle of keep it simple, stupid would be just to get Bruno in for KDB, get that sorted. You know, uh, I'm not sure at the moment like if if I'd be doing that again because we just don't know the fitness, and I think we're going to be picking up on this like not knowing enough information or having kind of partial information on the pod next week. Um, but you know that probably seems to me to be the the obvious kind of option to just buy and deal with City in thirty seven. Perhaps I mean there is obviously this other sort of strand of thinking uh, surrounding that um, with Alvarez potentially. So if it emerges he's starting and Holland isn't, then maybe I do Slanky to uh, Alvarez or something like that. I, I I don't know or even you know, double down on this roller coaster of madness and take a minus four and being in Bruno and Alvarez in one fell sweep. I mean that I could even go further. I could even double down, triple down and get Foden in. I mean again, there's something which is in mind for me, as he's less likely to feature in the Champions League and therefore in a good spot to play the two out of two, the Leeds and Everton games or the A team is rested. So he's part of that sort of B team, the super again, a B team that can win the Premier League. <laughs> which kind of is the cleanup crew for those eminently winnable games. That's another one that I'm toying with. But of course, that goes against completely what I've just said about, you know, having a bit of a check on my decision-making process. I mean, I could actually make that work going forward because I could get Bruno for Salah in 37 and maybe get the hair of one of the keepers. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> doubling down on that utterly despicable realm of the pet roulette feels like a recipe for trouble for me. So, yeah, maybe one that I shouldn't really be thinking about too much. And yeah, and yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I guess yeah, there's always that tension between going with the obvious call and trying to do something to arrest the slide because it is tough. You know, if you start getting into this sort of red arrow pokey hole, it's very difficult to pull yourself out of it and especially if the decisions that you've made and we, we say all the time don't we um was the decision right or wrong isn't the right thing to us is i'm happy the decision i made was the process correct and you know, apart from maybe take playing the free hit in 25 and getting blindsided by the fa cup results meaning that 26 wild card was bloody obvious and it kind of all became quite formulated from there um I can't really fault too many of the decisions I've made recently. So buying Salah in early, buying Trent in early, uh, all of those things seem to kind of have made sense. And those players have scored points. It's just been an unfortunate sort of perfect storm of the players I haven't bought or the kind of the key rank threats, which, and this didn't happen when I was doing well um, in the mid season of start of the season, the key rank threats all returning and it's just meant that every week I've had a bit of a mountain to climb, no matter what. And there are players that I'm just simply not going to be able to cover. And you know, maybe I should have brought an Estepinian, for example, rather than Dunk, um, because that's now something that I'm not going to be able to cover because there's no point now with the paucity, the scarcity of transfers to be buying in or swapping over, crabbing Dunk to Estepinian or something like that. But the dip from just outside 5K to just inside 20k as it is it does kind of make you doubt yourself and it does make you doubt your decisions and your instincts and it 
it starts to become a bit clouded as you probably are getting from this because you start to think that everything you're going to do is going to go wrong. Whereas when you're doing well, you feel like every, anything you touch turns to points. And it's, it's quite a difficult one to maneuver out of. Maybe it would just be one sort of piddling little green arrow would make me feel better. Uh, who knows? Basically, I need to sit down tomorrow and make a main plan, the backup plan for what I'd like to do. I think uh, James on Planet FPL put it very well that you need to have that backup plan in place for whatever the hell happens at 20 past one, 25 past one on Saturday afternoon. You're not sat there desperately scrabbling around to try to find out what you want to do. It's about having that sort of plan in place that if plan A, essentially roll it or whatever, doesn't quite come to fruition, then you know what you're doing for plan B. You're not sat there sort of messing around with transfers and trying to tinker tinker some sort of masterpiece together in two minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tense Saturday afternoon. And it'll be fun to see. I mean, it won't be the first time, but it'll be fun to see if my daughter does manage to sidetrack me at that exact moment. I'm sure it won't be the first. I'm sure many of you have <laughs> been uh, waylaid uh, from your FPL uh, deadlines by children acting up and yeah, you know, maybe I'd end up rolling my transfer by default, which may be for the best. I mean, to be fair, if KDB is starting, then maybe that's what I'll do. Um, and I just play dunk um in thirty six um with Everton, um for Man City maybe being a, a hot spot for rolling uh f- sorry for benching uh, for the likes of uh, De Bruyne. I just wish I'd not gotten into it now, really, with De Bruyne and just gone with Bruno. I wouldn't have this headache. I'd be sat here kind of thinking, oh, yeah, you know, it's all all gone all right. So, yeah, um, ideally, I probably would like to roll. Um, There are a couple of other things in mind for me to potentially look at when I do sit down and think about this grand plan after work tomorrow. Uh, One thing in mind is to accelerate my first six plan, actually, and bring in Wilson or Isaac uh, a week ahead of time. Um, I was hoping to do that in 36, um, so I've I mentioned earlier on, I kept money in the bank to afford Solanke to one of those two. Um, I guess I was going to give Solanke this week versus Chelsea. One, because Chelsea are crap. And two, because I feel like a return versus old club is one of those things that's always died in the wall, really, isn't it? But with Arsenal missing Gabriel and Salibra at the back, well, you know, that that's, that's potential low-hanging fruit there you know, in terms of getting one of those players in. Um, I feel like so people who be looking at both of them, I feel like the one I would probably go with at the moment would be the lower own one, which is Wilson. Um, just because why not? I think they both are in sort of the, the mode where they start one and get benched for one. Noticeably, uh, Isaac was kind of shunted out to the left when Wilson came on as well, um, which was probably one of those things which kind of makes me think, oh, I, I probably want this, the, the, the true striker, as it were. Um, I know he sold market forces currently, by the way, so I've said he's lower end, but he might not be by the time we get around to Saturday. Um, but I'm sure as well, if I buy Wilson, he'll revert to being made of glass and simply shatter into shards. The moment I get him, you know, off on the warm up or something, I'd probably you know, off after two minutes or something like that. And yet another transfer I've got to make. But yeah, you know, very decent goal scoring, quote unquote, form um, last little while and really great data as well. I didn't notice earlier on and they had equal non-penetration to Holland this year and uh, per, per 90 and my Newcastle sporting friend FPL brain says he's simply different gravy at home in a minute so you know, potentially I could do that if the mood strikes um, but probably two free transfers is probably better at the opportunity cost of buying in Wilson this week and I've also got a goalkeeping problem uh, again so Kepper away to uh, to 
Bournemouth or Raya away to Liverpool. And I'm again tempted to potentially accelerate another transfer plan and buy in De Gea for one of them instead this week, leaving uh, rather than kind of leaving it to 37. I'm not 100% sure either, but that could be an okay investment and it could be, you know, a classic just shore up the weakest link. But with goalkeepers, it's always just a coin flip, isn't it, really? I, I think that both of those players concede. I think a lot of the you know, people are still pointing to the bookies odds I mentioned last week. But I think a lot of the bookies odds are completely kind of trading on the past glories of Chelsea. And a lot of it kind of trades on the name of Chelsea rather than the, the evidence of how they're performing under Lampard. So I, I stick them as a being about even in terms of um, clean sheet, to be honest, which sounds ridiculous, but that's kind of where I put it at the moment, maybe marginally Kepa, but Reyes can get more saves. So, you, you know, you're probably looking at kind of, again, a potential sort of five, six pointer and a three nil that Kepa, that, that Reyes would get. Whereas you can imagine Kepa kind of conceding one or two and just not really getting that many saves. So I, I kind of would be tempted to just, play Raya, despite the fact I've got um, Trent and Salah in that game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, so, there you go, really. Um, I'm not too sure what I'm doing. Is that up with all of this? Um, there's lots of different things that are kind of out there. I'm completely anticipating that most people are going to be rolling their transfer to give themselves two free transfers for 36. And then another free transfer for 37, just to shore up, you know, um, maybe you kind of maybe use one in 36 because you probably most people probably got free price and maybe two if not three newcastle ready uh, for 36 so maybe you use one of them and then you've got two free transfers again in 37 so then bring in whoever needs to bring in so probably complete your man city trio or complete your your, your united pickups whatever the case may be and um, so i i think i'd ideally like to do that it's just a case of whether i kind of look at it and think hmm, okay maybe i should kind of do something and a lot of it will kind of hinge on the Bruyne just because I've got Botman home to Arsenal and Henry away to Liverpool on my bench which is not ideal yeah not too sure what I'm doing is the upshot of all of this and I'm going to leave it there for tonight I'm sorry I know it's turned into a bit of a more self-reflective pod than usual uh, more than one that actually provides any outward insight but hey I didn't have that much time to prepare notes today so it was a more of a you know speak and see what comes out sort of thing but I guess hopefully it's got you thinking too about how you react to these sort of situations. I mean, take away the, the, the names or kind of swap them out for any time in the season. And if you're having a bad run, you're probably going to still kind of feel or at least empathize with how I feel at this moment. So, uh, yeah, I was who got the assist. And uh, Lucy's back with me on Monday. And we'll cover what I touched on in terms of decision-making with less information uh, than you'd like. And also we'll touch on the impacts of analytics in FPL. Is it worse than those dastardly content creators? Anyway, cheers all. Have a good weekend. We'll be back properly next Monday when I'll hopefully have not gotten a sip red arrow in a row. Take care. Cheers. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.